Hey, my name is Tanil, and I'm passionate about helping mom entrepreneurs reach their true potential while navigating the chaotic journey of life, family, and business. I'm a digital marketing specialist, an extremely curious human with a growth mindset, and a certified wizard of the mind, specializing in clinical hypnotherapy and rapid transformational therapy. This is where the woo-woo rubber meets the road, my friends. We will dive into empowering discussions, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories to help you thrive in both your personal and professional lives. So pull up a comfy chair and let's ditch the debate and make it happen. Welcome to Ditch the Debate and Make It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Tanil, and in today's episode, we're going to explore the fascinating world of empathy and what it means to be an empath. From the science behind this extraordinary ability to the practical tips for coping with its challenges, we've got it all covered. To put it simply, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings and perspectives of others. It's the emotional bridge that connects us to one another, allowing us to step into someone else's shoes, so to speak. When we experience empathy, we can relate to and comprehend the emotions, thoughts and experiences of those around us. Empathy isn't a one-size-fits-all concept. There are different types of empathy. One common classification distinguishes between cognitive empathy and emotional empathy. Cognitive empathy involves understanding someone else's feelings and perspectives from a rational and intellectual standpoint. It's like being able to read someone's emotions even if you don't necessarily feel them yourself. This type of empathy allows us to respond appropriately to social cues and effectively communicate with others. Emotional empathy, on the other hand, goes a step further. It's actually about sharing in the emotional experience of another person. When you feel emotional empathy, you connect with their feelings on a deeper level. You might find yourself feeling joy when they're happy or sadness when they're upset. Imagine a friend just got a promotion at work. You might experience cognitive empathy by understanding their joy and offering your sincere congratulations. If you're genuinely excited for them, that's emotional empathy in action. Conversely, if a friend is going through a tough time and feeling down, the cognitive empathy would involve recognizing their sadness and offering support. The emotional empathy would take it a step further, allowing you to truly share in their sadness and provide comfort. Now you might be wondering, why is empathy so important? Well, it's not just a nice-to-have quality. It's an essential skill for building healthy relationships, fostering understanding, and resolving conflicts. It enables us to connect with people on a deeper level, enhancing our emotional intelligence and making us more compassionate and considerate individuals. Let's nerd in the fascinating science behind empathy. Understanding the neurological and psychological aspects of empathy can provide valuable insights into why we feel the way we do and how we connect with others on an emotional level. As you know, my passion is all about our brains and how incredible they are. They play such a pivotal role in our capacity for empathy. At the core of this process are called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons are specialized cells in the brains that activate both when we perform an action and when we observe someone else performing the same action. 
In essence, they act as neural mirrors, reflecting the experiences of others and enabling us to comprehend and replicate their emotions and behaviours. To illustrate how early this phenomenon emerges, consider babies. We all have mirror neurons from birth and we start to engage them at a really early age. For instance, when they observe their caregivers or parents making facial expressions, they instinctively mimic those expressions, highlighting the profound impact of mirror neurons on human development. These neurons help us relate to and connect with the experiences of others. When we see someone smiling, our mirror neurons fire and we might find ourselves smiling in response, even if we don't consciously choose to. This mechanism helps us recognize and interpret the emotions and intentions of those around us. Empathy isn't only about neurons. It also involves the release of certain neurochemicals which influence our emotional responses. One of the key players here is oxytocin. Now, oxytocin is often referred to as the love hormone or bonding hormone. It plays a significant role in empathy. When released, it enhances our feelings of connection and trust, making us more receptive to the emotions of others. It's released during moments of bonding, such as hugging, kissing or cuddling, but it's also present in everyday interactions. Understanding the science behind empathy provides us with a deep appreciation of our capacity for connection and understanding. It shows us that empathy is not just a fuzzy abstract concept. It's grounded in our brains and bodies, making it an integral part of humanity. It's essential to develop these empathy skills. How? Well, let's take a look at some practical strategies. 1. Active listening. Active listening is at the core of empathy. It involves fully concentrating on the speaker, not just with your ears, but with your eyes and your heart. Make eye contact, nod, and provide verbal cues to show that you're engaged and understanding. One of the most common pitfalls in communication is the tendency to listen to respond, rather than truly listening. This is where the biggest mistake occurs. Instead of formulating your reply while the other person is speaking, make a conscious effort to set aside your response and focus on what they are saying. This shift can dramatically improve your ability to connect empathetically. 2. Put yourself in their shoes. One of the most effective ways to develop empathy is by putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Try to see the world from their perspective, considering their thoughts, feelings and experiences. 3. Practice perspective taking. Perspective taking exercises can help you better understand different viewpoints. You can do this by reading books or articles from diverse perspectives or having conversations with people who have different backgrounds and experiences. However, a common pitfall is engaging superficially, merely skimming over the surface of different viewpoints. This pitfall occurs when you approach these activities with the goal of checking a box rather than genuinely seeking to understand and empathize with different perspectives. To avoid this pitfall, it's essential to approach these exercises with an open and curious mindset, genuinely aiming to grasp the nuances of alternative viewpoints. 4. Validate emotions. When someone shares their emotions with you, Validate their feelings by acknowledging what they're going through. Phrases like, I understand how you must be feeling, or it's okay to feel that way, 
can go a long way in showing empathy. While validating someone's emotions, a potential pitfall is offering insincere or automatic validation. This occurs when you use phrases like, I understand how you must be feeling, without genuinely connecting with their emotions. If your validation comes across as routine or disingenuous, it can have the opposite effect, making the person feel unheard or dismissed. 5. Ask open-ended questions. Encourage open and honest communication by asking open-ended questions. These questions invite more extended responses and provide a space for people to share their feelings and experiences. 6. Avoid making assumptions. Avoid jumping to conclusions or making judgments about someone's experiences. Instead, ask questions and seek clarification to ensure that you're truly understanding their perspective. 7. Cultivate self-awareness. Developing empathy starts with self-awareness. There is an episode dedicated to this, episode 8. Go and take a listen if you haven't already. Reflect on your own emotions and reactions. Understanding your emotional triggers and biases can help you approach others with a more empathetic mindset. 8. Read empathy-enhancing literature. Reading books and articles on empathy and emotional intelligence can provide valuable insights and practical tips for developing your empathy skills. 9. Practice empathy in everyday life. Look for opportunities to practice empathy in your daily interactions, whether it's with family, friends, colleagues, or even strangers. The more you practice it, the more it becomes part of your communication. 10. And probably the most important, show empathy to yourself. Don't forget to extend empathy to yourself. Self-compassion is a crucial part of being able to empathize with others effectively. It's an ongoing journey and the more you invest in enhancing your empathy, the more profound and meaningful your relationships and interactions will become. Let's rotate a bit and chat about being an empath and understanding what it means to be an empath. I personally am an empath and for the longest time I thought something was really wrong with me. I did not understand why I was feeling the way I did over things, why I was so exhausted after specific events, and it felt like everyone around me was playing on a different field with a different set of rules. Being an empath is often described as both a gift and a challenge, a unique way of experiencing the world and the emotions of others. It is someone who possesses a heightened ability to feel and absorb the emotions and energies of people around them. They have a profound sensitivity to the emotional states of others, often to a point of experiencing those emotions as if they were their own. Empaths exhibit several unique characteristics that distinguish them from the general population. These characteristics can include exceptional sensitivity to emotional and environmental stimuli. They may be deeply affected by crowded or noisy places, and can easily pick up on the emotional atmosphere in a room. I personally struggled with going to big concerts or attending big events, which made me feel, and, and to be fair, I probably labelled myself, as a boring person who didn't want to have fun and didn't enjoy these unique experiences. I would push myself to go, and I can honestly say that I never enjoyed any part of it, even if it was an artist that I loved dearly. 
I would get home and the exhaustion was just not worth it. I only discovered this later on in my life. So I put myself through a lot in my youth because of the sheer misalignment with what I was actually feeling versus what I was telling myself. Empaths often have a keen intuition, allowing them to perceive things beyond the surface. They can sense when something is not right or when someone is in need. The challenge I face with this one is when to say something. Whilst I have a caring nature, I will always reach out if I sense that someone I care for is in need. I will only engage if the invitation is given. When I feel that something is not right, and I am yet to be wrong on my intuition with this one, I tend to subtly mention my feelings as throughout my life I have been told, you are too sensitive, you are just reading it wrong, or for the most part, you are just wrong. One of the defining traits of an empath is their ability to absorb the emotions of others. This can lead to them feeling overwhelmed by the emotional energy in their surroundings. When I walk into a room, a social gathering or an event, I tend to keep to myself or I will focus on the task at hand and try not to get too involved in anything else. I pick up the energies and emotions really quickly and after any kind of event, even if I didn't have too much interaction with the rest of the attendees, I'm still exhausted. Empaths are known for their deep compassion and their empathy for others. They often have a strong desire to help and support those who are suffering. This is playing out in how I'm helping so many people who are suffering with depression and anxiety through my hypnotherapy and coaching. While I'm doing whatever I can to help humans who are suffering, my Achilles heel is animals. I feel like an exposed nerve when it comes to animals or children suffering. I haven't been able to put into words how this makes me feel, and the word helpless is just not strong enough. Being an empath can be described as a gift because it comes with several advantages. Empaths have the ability to create deep and meaningful connections with others. They can offer profound support and understanding to those in need. Their intuition can be a valuable asset in decision-making and problem-solving. Some other benefits of being an empath are great listeners, consistently showing up during times of need, generous, highly intuitive, emotionally intelligent, able to recognize when someone tells the truth. However, being an empath also presents its own set of challenges. The intense emotions and energies that empaths absorb can be overwhelming and draining. They may struggle to distinguish their own emotions from those of others, leading to emotional exhaustion and burnout. Setting boundaries can be a significant challenge for empaths. I'll cover more on this topic in next week's episode. Learning to protect their emotional well-being is a crucial aspect of their journey. Coping with the emotional intensity of being an empath requires self-care strategies. This might involve practices like meditation, journaling, spending time in nature, or seeking therapy or coaching. If you felt different due to your sensitivity, or any of the things I've mentioned, ask yourself these questions to identify if you're an empath. Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed in crowded or emotionally charged environments? Are you exceptionally perceptive about the emotions of others, even when they don't express them explicitly? Do you experience a strong desire to help or support those who are suffering emotionally? 
Are you easily affected by the emotions of others to the point where you feel those emotions as if they were your own? Do you have a strong intuition, often making accurate judgments about people or situations? Do you find it challenging to say no to people, even when it's in your best interest? Do you seek solace in nature, artistic expression, or creative outlets to cope with emotional intensity? Have you ever been told that you're too sensitive or you need to toughen up? Can you easily pick up on the emotional state of animals or connect with them on an emotional level? Have you ever experienced emotional exhaustion or burnout due to absorbing the emotions of those around you? Dr. Judith Olof's book, The Empath Survival Guide, mentions you're an empath if you exhibit three or more of these signs. Being labelled as too emotional or sensitive. Feeling your friend's happiness, sadness and other emotions. Getting your feelings hurt easily. Feeling drained after being in a crowd. Needing time alone to recharge. Getting frazzled by noise, overwhelming smells or excessive chatter. Preferring to take your car places so you can leave whenever you want to. Overeating as a coping mechanism. Being afraid of being overtaken by intimate relationships. One of the fundamental coping strategies for empaths is setting boundaries. This is about learning to say no when necessary and protecting your emotional space. It's essential to recognize that it's okay to prioritize your emotional well-being. Self-care is not a luxury. It's a necessity for empaths. Taking time for self-care activities such as meditation, deep breathing exercises, or engaging in hobbies that bring you joy can help replenish your emotional reserves. Empaths often benefit from energy cleansing practices. This might involve rituals like smudging with sage, taking salt baths, or visualizing energetic shields to protect yourself from absorbing negative energies. Empaths should be mindful of their social circle. Reducing exposure to people who emit consistently negative or draining energy can help maintain your emotional equilibrium. Surrounding yourself with positive and supportive individuals is invaluable. Grounding techniques such as spending time in nature, walking barefoot on earth, or simply focusing on your breath can help empaths stay rooted in the present moment and prevent emotional overload. The practice of mindfulness and meditation can be powerful tools for empaths. They help you become more aware of your emotions and thoughts, allowing you to detach from the overwhelming feelings and gain a greater sense of control. Empaths can often find solace in connecting with others who share similar experiences. Support groups or talking to a therapist who understands empath sensitivity can provide valuable insights and coping strategies. Feeling different is one of the hardest things I've had to overcome. In personal relationships, it's important to communicate with your loved ones about your empathetic abilities. Discuss your needs and boundaries so they can better understand and support you. Lastly, remember that being an empath is a gift. While it does come with challenges, it's also a unique ability to connect with others on a profound level. Embracing and accepting your gift can lead to a more fulfilling and empathetic life. Thank you for joining me on this enlightening exploration of empathy and the unique world of empaths. Remember, 
Empathy is not just a concept, it's a vital part of our human experience. By understanding and developing empathy, we can create deeper connections and lead more compassionate lives. You've got this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ditch the Debate podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every single week. I'd love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. So head over to the episode link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you most want to hear next. This is Tanil signing off. I'll catch y'all soon.